0: you're actually in the behind the scenes because they don't know when the person in the hot seat's going to stop. So then they bring you out and you talk with Meredith Vieira. And, and this is where the be it till you see it really, really helped me because I saw myself in the hot seat, looking at the questions, answering the questions and, and, and being able to do this. And I, I over and over and over again, I practiced that. And so what I happened was, I mean, I think you could really get freaked out if you stop to think that a million people are going to watch the show and and this is real money, etc., cetera, you can get freaked out. So what I did was before each question, she's asking it and the camera's on her, I close my eyes for a second. And, and the thought was, as soon as I open my eyes, this is just like the practice at home. There's me, there's a question, there's nobody else. And, and it helped. And it calmed me down.
1: that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Okay, loves. So, I can get really nostalgic about certain things and I grew up watching Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune with my family and then obviously who wants to be a millionaire, which is going to bring us into our guest this week. Um and it's not because I, I want to talk about who wants to be a millionaire on the show, but I actually want to talk about someone's journey. To achieving their big ass goals. And I think that sometimes we can get a little, a little like in the weeds with things, or we can also maybe not actually push ourselves to actually go for the things we think we've just started to listen to other people or ourselves and think it's never gonna happen to us. And so, our guest today, Phil Barth, he actually had a goal. He got curious about something, decided to do it, and then he worked his ass off for several years to make it happen. And I just wanted to share his journey, what he learned along the way, what he did after, and what he's doing now. And I think it's so fun to hear stories like this because hopefully you can picture yourself <laughs> in in the same situation with whatever it is you're going after. And so now let's listen to Phil Barr's story. All right, be it babes. Oh, I'm really excited about this because our guest today, he is um, well he'll tell you his story, but when I saw what he has accomplished in his life, I was like, oh, I've watched that show. I like, I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, took it out of memory lane. And I just like, I have to talk to him because first of all, not only has he accomplished a lot, but he has learned so much along the journey. And I wanted to share that with you all because I think sometimes we get so obsessed with the goal. We forget that the journey has a lot to teach us. So Phil Barth, thank you so much for being on the Be It Pod. Can you tell everyone who you are and what you do? Sure.
0: As you mentioned, my name is Phil Barth. I am a speaker, author. That's that's my side gig. I still work in the computer world, in the IT world, as a as a geek. Basically, the sh- the show you're talking about was Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I'm sure we'll get into that, but you probably don't remember the episode. But but that's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that would be hard. There was a lot, and it would oh, depend. <laughs> oh, I know, right? It, is it still it, on? I think it's still it, on.
0: It is still on. And what I've seen now, they don't do it for Millionaire, but some game shows, I don't know why you would do this, except for the game show nerds like myself. They're putting episodes out on, I believe it's Amazon Prime Video. So you can see old episodes of the 70s game show match game and, and there's a couple more. So who knows? Someday I might be out on Amazon Prime.
1: That's amazing. Episodes. You have to put that on your on your your you no know, your resume. <laughs> I totally will.
0: If it's on there, here's here's the link. Go check it out.
1: <laughs> I love that so much. I would tell people like when I was getting started and doing commercials and everything, I'm like, oh, I'm in a dro- I was in a Dropbox ad, which is true. It was not ever on TV. It was only an add-on on the internet, though. So, but who knows? It, it, it's they have it forever, so it could be used in different ways.
0: <laughs> it still counts. It absolutely counts.
1: <laughs> okay, so first of all, like, what got you into even being wanting to do the show? Like, I feel like to go back a step. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's a good idea. Uh, so it was uh, the show came out August of '99, and I had read articles and papers. Like, oh, that's interesting, and, and so. August of ninety nine, I remember I'm at the Marriott in Stanford, and I walk into my room. I'm like, "Oh, it's almost time for that show I read about." So I turned it on, and I'm watching it. I'm thinking, you know, I could kind of do this because it's multiple choice, right? You you always have a guess. You, Jeopardy. I sit there and watch these guys I'm bam, bam, bam.
1: How do they know this? I right? know. I can only watch it, Teen Jeopardy, and even then, I get a half wrong. <laughs>
0: I like watch the first half before the questions get too difficult. I'm like, I'm out of here.
1: But but I was like, I could
0: do that. And that was the thought. Right. And then at the end, they said, hey, if you want to be a contestant on Millionaire, dial this 800 number. Well, that's easy enough. So I dialed and every night they had a an audition basically three questions you had to put things in order from oldest to newest newest to oldest east to west whatever and if you got them right you went into a drawing for one of 10 spots on the show now every night 200,000 people were calling in so the odds were one in 20,000 yeah but but that didn't stop me right all of a sudden I had this I had this vision that I'm going to be on that show and I, I know part of it was because my grandmother loved the show from the start. And when she passed away, I'm like, oh, I, I, you know, this would be a great way to remember my grandmother. Right. But if it had been who wants to be a hundred Air, I don't think I would have had that <laughs> right. Had that drive. Right. It right. was that promise of, of riches. And, and the other thing that happened was, of course, I watched the show every single day because that's part of I, I wanted to see myself in that in that hot seat.
1: So oh, I had to that's watch such. Others. That's an interesting thing because I would think people would watch it just to like get used to the questions, but you are also picturing yourself being in the chair. Yes.
0: Exactly. It, and so one night I'm watching it and somebody won $250,000 and quit at the half million dollar question. I knew every single question, including the half million dollar question on that particular set. And I'm like, holy cow. Now I can really see myself, you know, doing the backstroke in all these dollar bills and so on. Right. So... <laughs>
1: So I it's love like, that you can visualize it. you're going to swim in the money. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing the dollar bills off. <laughs> right. So, so I,
0: I it, it became an obsession. And I, when I speak on this subject, you know, I say there's a, a fine line between being obsessed with something. I, I forgot the other half of it. I mean, passion. Let's say thank you. A fine line between passion and obsession. Right. And obsession's got a bad rap. You know, oh, you're, you're obsession. You're going to be uh, they're going to have to put a restraining order on you, blah, blah, blah. But but if you're really obsessed with something yeah, and, and you cross over that line, there are payoffs it, when you make it your goal. It, you know, people call it a bohag, big old hairy. Some <laughs> say. It, look, I call it a big old hairy ass goal. Other people use yes. a nicer name for A, but that's what it is. Right. It is your bohag. You want it so bad. And so I watched the show every day. Every time there was a phone audition to call in, I I was in there, right? And, and then eventually, I never f- passed on the phone. Mm. I never passed the audition, never made it to the finals to to get on the show. So the next thing that happened was they had in-city auditions. So I auditioned in Chicago and failed. And, and then I drove to Indianapolis for an audition and failed. And I always tell the story of, On the way home, I stopped at Taco Bell. I I don't recommend this for anyone. Um, and and had a Taco Bell grande burrito and a Mountain Dew to fuel me on the way home. And and I got home at about two in the morning and threw up the Taco Bell. And and so in my mind, it's like, well, I have suffered for the cause. They're going to give me the, I'm going to get the little card in the mail that says you made it. Yeah, that's not how it works.
1: (laughs) We don't need to, we don't have to suffer for the cause to get the card. We don't have to. Oh, no. But but to quickly interrupt, I just want to say like, I think, um, correct. There is a, there is a downside to obsession that can be a little bit, but like, if you're obsessed with a goal and that isn't, that is something that you, that isn't going to hurt anybody else. It's just awesome, awesome for you. Like there is a difference. I think sometimes people are more of a bystander in their own goal. They're, they're passionate. They like it it would be nice to have it, but there's that the jumping over that line to be like so focused on it to actually drive to two different cities to do in person. You make me think of the kids who did like American Idol and they auditioned like seven times, you know? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're going after it. And so what I did finally, there was a space of time between the Indianapolis and the next audition, which was in Cleveland, Ohio. And I, I learned, right. I went out to the Google wasn't huge back then, but there mm-hmm. were message boards, et cetera. And, and so I was like, I'm going to find out what people are doing to pass this audition. Because obviously what I'm doing isn't working. And, and so I spent some time, I investigated, I learned. And what I learned was a couple of things. The first thing they do with any who wants to be a millionaire audition is they give you a set of questions, multiple choice questions, all of which have already played on the show. So I was able to pass the test because I just remembered what I had watched. Then they take you into another room, those who pass the test. And they give you an audition form, which is a bunch of small answer questions, essay questions types, and a pencil. And and so what I learned was just because they give you a pencil doesn't mean you have to use the pencil. So in Cleveland, I came there with a red marker, a highlighter, a four-color pen, et cetera. And I dropped them on the table when I did it. And the guy sitting next to me looked at that, looked at his pencil, he looked at me, he goes, oh, shit. (laughs) Yes. And you cannot borrow my stuff. Right. So and the second thing is you write on there what you want them to know about you. So when in between questions, when Meredith Vieira is asking you a human interest story type question, you've got something that will play. And so mm. I wrote that in red ink and, and the producer comes in, looks at the red ink, asks me about the question. We have a great conversation. Two weeks later, I got the card in the mail. You're in the contestant pool and I wound up on the show.
1: That So first of all, this is okay. So you did something different than what they were suggesting and everyone, I think you need to, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. This is very key. A couple of times I can think about it in my own life is one, we were trying to get a global entry card (laughs) and, you know, and Brad, the way he filled out the applications, he did all of our stuff in all caps. So when we went in for the interview, they knew we were together so like they did, they're like, oh, you guys are together. They like did the whole thing here. You guys, go. it was like really this interesting thing. He's like, Brad's like, yeah, I always do it in all caps because it'll stand out amongst the list of people when they're going through. So if you're filling out something online, you can do all caps. It's not going to affect anything. The other thing that I did was um, when I got my when I got my first commercial, I had done zero auditions. I had done zero classes. I just went. And the only thing that I did was I heard of them ordering lunch as I was walking in to do the audition. And I just said, Oh, that place has really great waffles just so happened. I knew the place. I just, it i And I no, it's lunchtime, but like, who doesn't want to have a waffle? And so anyways, I got a call back. You guys, I cannot cook. I booked a commercial being a chef <laughs> because they liked the conversation. And so sometimes we are, you get a little, like you get too much in the weeds of something you forget, but like, actually there's a, you got to get through the door first and to get through that door, you've got to be different. you got to do something differently than everyone else. This is so cool. Right. Inc.? I love it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That, I love that story. It, you got to be a little different. The other thing, and, and this goes right into the keynote is you got to have a way. I call it a frying the chickens. right? There's all these voices inside, but you can't do it. Oh, the answer. And, and you got to fry them. You got to mm. have ways to just get that the voices inside. If you can't calm the voices and, and, and the negativity, the fear, the negativity, and the self doubt inside of you—you're not going to be able to get there. And, yeah. and so I had to do that, and I've I've done that in multiple things. You know, I was afraid to ask my wife out on the first date, and, and 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 I had to calm that down. And I, oh, you're going to get friends on it. And 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 what I tell people is, there's a bigger chicken that you need to worry about than anything you're putting yourself out there, and that chicken is regret. Mm. you're lying on your deathbed and it didn't happen you know i could have i should have i would have yeah right i didn't give it my best and, and that's the thing you need to be afraid of be afraid of having regrets at the end mm. and, and when you put it in that way it's like okay that's a way worse thing to a way bigger chicken that's a turkey it's yeah. Whatever, a stork right? yeah <laughs> I, I need i need to be afraid of that and i need to take care of those chickens that are holding me back from doing my best and hitting that goal
1: Oh my gosh. I want to take a step back, but I love this. It's like, you're talking about talk getting the voices down. Cause it can be your own or it could be others. And like one in 20,000 to me sounds very doable. It's like, it's way different than the lottery. Like I would never, I don't play the lottery. Cause it's like, even when it gets really big, it's like, um, it's one in a, a 500,000 person chance. Like I, I couldn't get struck by a plane first. Like I not thought I would bring that on myself, <laughs> but like truly. So I, but one in 20,000 sounds doable. But yes, it's your voice or the people around you, because you're going to have those negative people. Like I'm sure as you're studying and you're not getting further, I'm sure you had other people in your life were like, you're going to keep going, Phil, like, like, just let this go.
0: And the thing was, I told everybody, you know, you need, you need to at least have an accountability partner for whatever you're doing. And that was, of course, my wife, but I told everybody I'm like, and again, that was, I didn't want to have to go back to everybody later and say, well, I quit. Mm. And, and and to your point, some of the people were kind of like, oh, okay, that's nice. You know, patting you on the head. It's like, okay, I know you're someone I can't count on if I'm gonna, mm-hmm. you know, go all out for this goal. And other people were like, how can I help you? Mm. Right. And and it was really good. And then I had somebody later go, you know, everybody talked about those wild goals they could have. You did it. And it was like, I could tell, I didn't believe you, but you did it. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I had this whole army of people. I felt like they were all behind me, but you're right. Some of them were like, right. But, but you got to know, right. Who's going to, who's really got your back.
1: I think that's so key. If you, you and like also being really kind to yourself to protect yourself from going to those people who don't, when you've got something going on. And I think it can, we can slip into this, like, out of habit. Well, I always go to my sister about things. So I'm going to go, but if your sister, not, not my sister, but other people's sisters might be like <laughs> the person who says the thing that you are most afraid of. Like, aren't you like, aren't you afraid of like wasting your time? Like that was a waste of money, like whatever. And like, you can go, Oh, you know, so you've, you if you have not built the muscle up yet to protect your, your vision, your dream, your goal. You really have to make sure you are clear on who you're telling it to.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And a lot of times people,
0: I don't want to sound sinister, but there's some people who don't want to see you get ahead because that makes them look bad, right? Oh, you did this and I never had the nerve, right? Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to pull you back down. I want to pull you back down to my level so that I don't have to do anything big. Yeah. So you just need to ignore those people and say, you know, I'm I'm going to find the people that are going to help pull me up.
1: I love that. So then what happens next? You put the red ink, you got the call back. How did it, <laughs> what? I'm sure our listeners like, did he get on the show? <laughs> oh, yes, he did.
0: Yeah. I, so it was a summer when I got the, Hey, you're in the contestant pool and it was November. And, and I remember I was working out at the Y and my, and I didn't have a cell phone. This is pre cell phone days. That's how long ago it was. And, and my wife called the Y and said, he needs to call the who wants to be a millionaire contestant line back They want him in New York. And, and, and like the Y is like, Holy cow. And so they come and find me and I try calling him back. And eventually I, I connected with them and they said, yeah, um, here's the here's where, where you're going to fly. They, they flew you up at the time. They put you in the hotel and, and here's how it's all going to work. It, and it's cool to come walking off the plane and have somebody with Mr. Barth on the, on the thing. <laughs> then, Your limo is ready, sir. And yes. that's so, so, so fun. <laughs> I know, right. And, and so, yeah, you spend a couple of days there because they shoot four episodes per day when they're shooting. Mm. so the first day you're just in the green room and probably and they're telling you look unless we got a run of people who crap out you're not going to get on today but we just need to have enough contestants so that we can shoot the four shows right so first day yeah you know, you're just back there you're making friends basically second day they're okay here's the order and a new group comes in because just in case we all crap out and, and so one at a time in the green room is like two buildings away they they don't want any cheating right wow. so you're, you're in the green room and all you're doing is talking or watching the show, and, and what happens is you've very quickly made friends with these people that you're in the room together with, and, and so you see somebody they you're like, I think it's seeing and, and you're in the room going, No, no, don't say it, don't say it. You're going to go home with a thousand dollars. They final answer like, Oh man, right? Or or somebody else gets six figure payoff, and you're like, Oh, that is so cool for this person. Yeah. So
1: that's so fun.
0: Yeah. It, eventually, it's like you're up, right? And, and you're actually in the behind the scenes because they don't know when the person in the hot seat's going to stop. So then they bring you out and you talk with Meredith Vieira. And, and this is where the be it till you see it really really helped me because I saw myself in the hot seat looking at the questions, answering the questions and, and, and being able to do this. And I, I over and over and over again, I practiced that. And so what I happened was, I mean, I think you could really get freaked out. Right. If you stop to think that a million people are going to watch the show, and and this is real money, et cetera, you can get freaked out. So what I did was, before each question, she's asking it and the camera's on her. I closed my eyes for a second, and, and the thought was, as soon as I open my eyes, this is just like the practice at home. Mm-hmm. There's me. There's a question. There's nobody else, and, and it helped. And it calmed me down. And so I got on a roll. I needed the. I asked the audience at like four thousand, I think made it all the way to 32,000. And every time this was, this was where, you know, fate lend me a hand. Every time the question came up, I knew the answer before I saw the choices. Mm. It just happened to be stuff I knew. And I was like, yes. So it it was over two days because, so, so it's like, okay, we're done with this show. You run to the dressing room, change your clothes, come back, and it's a new day because you've got a new outfit on obviously. Right,
1: right, <laughs> right. Same audience, and, and same, but yes, I, I, that's all, it's y'all, this is how the sausage is made. <laughs> this,
0: this is it, right? Guess what? It was not the next day, <laughs> but, but we came, you know, come back on and I had uh, the $32,000 question, which I got, and then I had two lifelines for the $64,000 question. It was a free guess. Here's the backstory. When I was in high school, I was on a, we had a. Quiz team that played other people in the Toledo, Greater Toledo, Ohio area. And all year long, my senior year, the advisor said, This team is really good, but we need somebody who knows Greek mythology. You, Barth, need to know Greek mythology. I'm like, I'm a senior in high school. Give me a break. And, and so I didn't study it. And, and we still made it to the final four There was never a Greek mythology question. So I showed him, right? <laughs> you know, you know, you
1: know right now
0: what the subject was of the sixty-four dollars oh, question. Oh my you? gosh.
1: Ah no and so you were done you didn't have yep to- i
0: i i had two lifelines i not only didn't know greek mythology and that was the question i hadn't made any friends who knew greek mythology in in the 20 years and so i took a guess i the uh the phone friend didn't know it 50 50 gave me a a 50 50 shot right there were two i guess the wrong one mm-hmm. because it was a free guess yeah hey I walked out with $32,000.
1: Right. And also, like, that's more than most people. Cause if, like, most people did drop out, they didn't make it past that 1,000. So, like, all of your stuff, I think, um, re- obviously, really helped you. I do have this question, though, cause I always wondered do they do that music and lighting, like, in there on you? Like, do, do, do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's all I remember going, oh my God, the stress of that. <laughs> 100%. 100%.
0: And that's why I closed my eyes. And here's the deal. And, and I just remember thinking this, like, holy cow, at $64,000, they take it down a notch. I mean, you can see nothing, but you and Meredith, are, I was like, I'm thinking as the question goes, holy crap, it got really dark in here because they don't want any kind of signals from the audience, all the game show scandals and all that. 64 grand is considered like real money, and it yeah. is. And, and so it got it gets really dark and the music is there and, and the horn, when it goes off, it's all That's
1: all how it is. Oh my goodness. So, okay. Devastation that you missed that question, but you did get 32,000, which is like amazing. So after all this time, I'm imagining at least over a year of, of your life, like getting, preparing yourself to be on this show, what happens next? Like, did you have like a hangover from like that, like all the expectations that you had for it? Did you move on to another thing? Like what, like what, what ended up being the next thing for you?
0: I love that question. I, I know the answer, but I, I don't want to ask you that. that is an awesome question. Thanks. So, so uh, immediate hang, immediate disappointment for, oh, if only I'd say Greek mythology, right? And and when I called, because my that quiz team advisor was one of my photo friend possibilities, he said, I would have laughed at you for 30 seconds. I don't know Greek mythology. I just told you, you needed to learn it. But anyway, dis- <laughs> disappointment, right? Disappointment. And I'm like, oh, crap, I beat myself up. And my wife comes back. and She goes, we just got $32,000. I'm like, oh, yeah. I guess I don't need to be disappointed. Right. So, so yeah, there's that. It, it was actually a three-year quest from mm. 99 till 2002. So there is that like, Oh, what am I going to do next for a little bit? A- and what happened was a while later, a friend of mine came into my office at work. He said, Hey, you want to run a triathlon with me? I'm like, Hey, you want to go get drug checked? But, but I did it. So like, you I did was a like, triathlon into- after
1: that. You got, you just like moved on to a new thing. <laughs>
0: it got eventually the new thing presented itself and, mm-hmm. and it was a mini triathlon You know.
1: that's good six miles
0: <laughs> six miles rowing yeah it was nothing six miles rowing six miles running 18 bike but yeah. but but you know and so it's like in the back of your mind okay i have had a couple of really big ideas number one asking my wife out when it was nervous as hell number two but who wants to be a millionaire okay i'm gonna try a triathlon and and and, and so yeah eventually your next bow hag presents itself. Mm-hmm. Now what I tell people is you, you may not find the bohag right then. Mm-hmm. So look for a low hag or, or some some little, some little hairy ass goals. Right? <laughs> Something little. Yeah. And 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 make those little check marks and, and get a victory log, write it down, put it in there. We a couple of years ago, I got frustrated with my favorite football team, like I do every year, the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> but, but anyway, you know, they were in the middle of a suck streak. And, the, and I said, this year is going to be different. And, you know, normally I make it through the first half of the first game. And it was different. I made it through the first quarter. It's just like, no. And so I told my wife, I said, look, every Sunday from here on out, I'm not going to watch football. She's like, All right. I said, no, I'm not. Every Sunday afternoon, we're going to have a little project. And we're going to do something together and in some way make our house our Family, whatever, better. Mm. So a whole series of low hacks. and I mean to tell you, and, and this was 2019. So again, fate's going to play a hand. We we painted our, the repainted the basement, and then I built a home office just because I wanted to have a home office in the basement. I'm upstairs right now, but I have a home office in the basement. Yeah. Pre-pandemic, we just happened to put together a nice home office in the basement.
1: That is amazing.
0: But but I mean every every week it, it was this little. Little thing it just
1: check it out. Yeah. That is so cool. I think that's amazing because I think people get a little up, like they are down on themselves when they can't think of what they want to do in a year, when they can't think of what they want to be in 10 years. Like there's some people who just like have this block around it and like I have to figure this out. And it's like like some like like I gotta find my purposes. And it's like, what if you like if it's that hard and if it's stressing you out that much, what if you just found something small to do? Like what if you figure out which one to do in a month? And what if you want to figure out what So that's so cool. And um, I love that you guys did that also. Way good timing for that. But I I just really think that like, what a great point to make, because it can be tricky if you're if you're listening to this right now and you're like in a valley right now and you're like, I don't really know what my next thing is. It's like, well, then just pick a little thing that really interests you and try it out. Like, I think we forget that we can try things on for size. You know what I mean? Like we forget. You used to go to the store. You used to load up a dressing room and used to try things on, come out, look at it and see if you liked it. Like you used to do that. Now we're like, I got to buy it online. It comes to me and I better like it. I going to ship it back. Right, <laughs> you right, know? Yeah. So I think we forget that that that's an option. I love that so much. So I also want to highlight your wife celebrated with you because I think a lot of times we do get disappointed in what we work so hard on if it doesn't meet the things we wanted. But if you have someone around you to help celebrate, it really does make it easier to move on to your next thing.
0: Yeah. And, and somebody to support you because it took a, a fair amount of time to do all the studying and everything I wanted to do. And she supported me all the way. Mm-hmm. And, and the day of the Cleveland audition, I was getting ready to drive. With her. I said, you know what? I'm not going to go. I've tried this. Why, why am I going up there? She said, get in the car and go. It's your dream. Go get it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that was the final push. So
1: that's why we need. Well, that's why we really do need to have a, a few good people around us to remind us because we can get in our own way. You just, it's so easy yes. to, to get in your own way. Love that so much. So now that the little, you did the low hags, what are you working on right now? Like, what are you being it till you see it right now? What's that look like? I, a book. I, I,
0: I wrote the, we talked, I don't know if we talked about the book, but I wrote a book. We call it a best sort of selling book. It, it's called uh, great things happen every day. And, and it's best sort of selling because we put it out on Amazon, we put it out on the free Kindle book list. And in five days, it thousands of copies, right? And and I remember waking up, I was in Seattle and I looked at the phone and I was like, holy crap, I did over a thousand free copies yesterday, right? And that just blew me away. Well, it went to number one on the bestseller list of free Kindle books about stress management. And I said, is that a bestseller? You know, Kindle says yes, but my bank says no, because I earned, sold thousands of copies, earned zeros of dollars. So I say it's a best sort of seller.
1: The the next one. (laughs) I love that so
0: much. (laughs) Yeah, everybody say they're a best selling author. I'm a best sort of seller. International, because somebody in Canada took one too. International best sort of selling author, right? Then I thought about it. I was like, okay, thousands of people have taken this book, and the book was to help people with their stress. Holy crap. That's a win, right? It's a win. It It didn't get me a new convertible, but it's a win. Yeah. And and so the new one, the next one is another book and it's gonna be called Fry Your Chickens. And it's about it's what we've been talking about and and how to calm those voices inside, find your Bohag, try some Lohags, et cetera, and and just how to get the life you deserve. Mm. And I hope this one's a bestseller, but hey, if I'm a two-time international bestseller selling author and and a few thousand people read it, I'm good
1: with it. I you know what I think there was I'm trying to think of the author. But and it's not coming to my mind right now. But she got so famous off this one book, and she had written all these other books before. And everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is the best book! I can't like this is amazing! Like, how did you even get to writing this best selling book?" And she's like, "Well, I wrote four other books that very few people bought." <laughs> and she's yep. like, "She's like, I have. They're they're actually selling really well now because people like this book. But like, I've been, I didn't just." This isn't my first rodeo. Like I, I did a right. bunch of other ones. And I, so I do, I do love that. And I think, um, you know, it's, hu- it's so hard. It doesn't matter how old we are or what we've gone through. It's so hard to remind yourself that like, no one's an overnight success. It's 10 years of work that got them to where it is. And you know what? I think when you say you're a best sort of selling author, it actually makes people listen. Like, <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Did he just say? <laughs> so that's so cool. Okay, I could talk to you more. I mean, I I would love like, I mean, obviously we have to get to stress, but we'll definitely make sure our people can hear where they can buy your book in just a moment.
2: Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. That's why for the past three years. We've been drinking AG1 every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed with water, once a day, every day, and it makes me feel totally energized, and it makes me feel like I'm doing something healthy for myself. That's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple.
1: Yeah. And you're probably wondering like, how can you actually do it? No exceptions. I know you guys travel all the time. You've got a lot going on. You're running three businesses. Here's the deal. It's because it's that simple. So when we're at home after I walk by own and sometimes August, cause sometimes he comes, I open up the fridge. I pull out the dog's wet food and the AG one. I pour my AG one. And if Brad's up, I'll pour his too. And then I give the dogs their food. And we have this morning breakfast with all of our nourishing vitamins, minerals that we need to kickstart our day together as a family. But when we're traveling What I love so much is these travel packs and they make it so easy to make sure that, especially on the road, when it's the hardest to get nutrition needs met, like it is impossible. I'm constantly like, is there a salad? Is there a bowl? Like, can I add more veggies to this Thai food? But I know because I'm AJ1 in the morning, I am set to go. And it really does make us feel like we're doing things that are healthy for ourselves even when we hit the road. So you cannot make a mistake with AJ1. It makes it really easy no matter how busy your life is, or maybe your life is simple and you're going to add something extra simple to it.
2: If there's one product i had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why we've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com B-E-I-T. Check it out.
1: All right, Phil, so where can people find you, follow you, get your amazing, best sort of selling book?
0: So, the easiest place is just go to www.philbarth.com. Uh, I love the website. I, all I did was write a check. So, it's good. It, if I had developed it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm in IT, but no. But, Philbarth.com, it's also available on Amazon. And those are the easiest ways. I'm on uh, Facebook. He's like for a second. <laughs> But but all of the links come off of PhilBarth.com.
1: Perfect. That's so easy. And then is that where the people can find your book? Yes.
0: Yeah, it, it'll take you to the Amazon page to get it. Or or PhilBarthbooks.com will take you right to my author page.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay, before I let you go, bold, executable, intrinsic target steps people can take to be it till they see it. What do you have for us?
0: Okay. So So here's the the ones, and everybody talks about having a bucket list, and you need to, but you also need to have, and and it was an Irish guy that introduced it to me, and they always always say, you need to have a bucket list. (laughs) Things... Things that you no longer want that are not serving you. Things you no longer want to be. Things you no longer want to do. Things you no longer want to have. And, and if you don't like that, where well, you can call it a chuck it list because I have a whiteboard in my home office and I've got this big old volcano drawn and then I just list. Here are the things that I'm going to chuck into the volcano.
1: Oh, I love you need, this.
0: You need to make room for what's on the bucket list and for the next bohag so that you can throw yourself at that one and not spend time and, and everybody knows the things they do that it's like, you, you look at it and I, and I do it too. Right. Is playing this game on my phone, really taking me to where I need to be and, and nothing wrong with an occasional game, but, but what are you going to get rid of? What is no longer serving you so that you can focus on the bow
3: That's
0: the biggest one. Uh, the second one is, and this goes for stress. And this goes for goals. You need to start your day. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a study. Um, done by harvard university sean Aker. google the study they they divided people into two groups those who started their day with a negative news versus those who started their day with solution focused news three minutes was all it took 27 mm. percent more likely the people with the bad news 27 percent more likely to have a bad day if you want to get after your bohag you need to start your day off positively you know mm. pet the dogs enjoy a cup of coffee and read a book meditate a little exercise yoga, something at the start of the day to get yourself off on the right foot. And you're going to be after that bohag every time.
1: Oh, I love that. That's such an interesting, I forgot about that study. That's such a great reminder. Um, because I do, I do agree. Like, I think you can even, even if you're like, but I need to listen to the news. It's like, okay, great. But before you hit play, take three to five minutes to listen to something really good so that you already have like, um, something in there to combat that stuff, because it's so important to be informed. But it, it, sometimes that information can actually make you make decisions about your bohag that the news has nothing to do with. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. 100 <100%. laughs> percent.
1: Phil, you're such an amazing storyteller. I can't wait to read your next book. Buy your ticket. I will say this. You should look up. Um, there's this bird. It's, it's a bird in New Zealand. It's an extinct but it looks almost like an ostrich dinosaur and it can be the big bird that you're trying to like picture. Like, so I'll, it, you got to find it. Cause when I was in New Zealand, I went to the bird thing in um, Wellington. Sorry, if my New Zealanders. You're like, Leslie, it's called this. I it's a, it's a sanctuary. and It's amazing. I went to this tour and they show this prehistoric bird that I'm so sad is gone because it it's pretty ugly, but it looks really fucking cool. <laughs> to totally look that up <laughs> yeah you just for pictures just for people to pick their to pick the thing that they want to fry the chickens to get towards
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, you can fry this bird because it's already extinct it's a bummer that it's extinct but you're not really frying it so <laughs> but it, it does it gives you the visualization i i pulled stork out of here i guess o- ostrich is also pretty
1: yes important. there are big birds <laughs> and they run very fast everyone their eggs are also oh. very pretty uh- <laughs> <laughs> love it I know. Anyways, a fun fact that I know. Well, Phil, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Everyone, how are you going to use these tips in your life? Please share them with Phil. Share them with the Beat Pod. Let us know. And do us a huge favor. If you know someone who should be reading his book or who needs to be reminded of the story, you need to share this podcast with them. If you don't know how to do it on social, you can send it to them through a text message. You can send it to them an email. Like we can help you. But it is so important that more people hear the good words from our guests and from you, people that they know, like can trust. Thank you so much for listening until next time. Be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. The Atelier Seat is a production of Bloom Podcast Network.
2: It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli.
1: Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing.
2: Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Cioffi.
1: Special thanks to our designer, Mesh Herico, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can't.
2: And to Angelina Herico for transcribing each episode so you can find it on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time.
0: jeopardy i sit there and watch these guys like, bam, bam, bam. how do they know this, i right? know
1: i can only watch teen jeopardy and even then i get a half wrong the
0: other
1: one in twenty thousand. hey loves it's me leslie and i am excited to talk about socks because we need to talk about socks all the time because I love being barefoot. I am not a fan of shoes. You'll rarely see me in shoes, even when I have people at my house and they're in shoes. I am barefoot, or I'm in my toe socks and Tavi Active socks. And the reason is that I've got tile floors, and um, they're not so nice to my feet. So I do love a cute sock, and I also only use their socks when I am doing Pilates. I love that they have an amazing sticky gripness to them. It also, when I'm teaching in other people's studios, having those socks on keeps me from slipping around in a studio and really allows me to root where I. Implanted. Plus, they're freaking cute. Have you seen toe socks and Tavi's socks? I mean, my goodness, they are the cutest styles all the time. The Barbie socks, I can't get enough of. I think I need to buy three pairs. So here's the deal I want you to get yourself a pair of toe socks or Tavi active socks, and you can go to slash toe socks. That's going to take you over to toe socks. Feel free to explore Tavi, and you can use my discount code, Leslie, that's L E S L E Y, to make sure you save some money on your socks because the reality is, is you should just get the most amazing cutest socks and also save some money because you listen to this podcast. So make sure you check those out the next time you are looking for some socks to wear in Pilates, yoga, bar, or around your house like I do.